It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Was it now? Oh my God. Like, I fucking hate the mummies in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. They're annoying, and I wanted to die. It was it was really amusing when you attempted to throw the DS across the room, though. Well, yeah, but I I purposely aimed for the bed because I knew that <laughs> I re- I didn't really want to destroy my DS. N- Nintendo builds very strong products, but a fully enraged person throwing them across the room probably would still be too much for them. Probably, probably, probably. but I I beat it, and now I'm on the stupid belfry tower where every hour is a different type of ghost and yeah i'm just i'm gonna you know i'm gonna walk away (laughs) for a little bit i think remember when we thought luigi's mansion games were easy yeah but the thing is like the tiny ass screen the weird camera angles because it's meant for 3d but the 3d gives me migraines so i can't really (laughs) like look at it i know i just have issues yeah, a little bit. But you did it. You did it only did after it. 17 and a half tries. Shut up. Our audience did not need <laughs> to know that. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. So, yes. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. This is Mike and Jairus, of course, and no one else. Right, right. Jairus, um, he's feeling, you know, particularly feminine, I guess, today. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not using big enough words to really be Jairus. It's true. Um, he's... Your loquaciousness is not... No, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> uh, as you may have guessed, Jairus is not here. They're still in uh, San Francisco. We're in Las Vegas for the New Year's. So you're getting a podcast recorded on a new microphone with a different computer and everything is different. Oh my god. He makes it sound, like, way more complicated than it is, but I'm yeah. sure people, like, deal with this all the time. I know. Seriously. But we have he, a lovely new travel microphone that yeah, my lovely exactly. and talented wife inspired someone else to get for me. <laughs> yeah, because um, hopefully 2015 will be the um, harbinger or uh, the <laughs> bringer. That sounds terrifying. That does sound terrifying. <laughs> I'm trying to be Jairus. Um, <laughs> um, we'll bring... Many new opportunities for the Ace of Geeks, like Celebration and Comic Con, and yeah, we're we're definitely going to be covering uh, Star Wars Celebration. We've got our tickets and hotels and everything already. Um, we're hoping that we'll be doing well. Either way, we'll be doing a podcast while we're there. We may Whether be doing it's official an official podcast on the Celebration podcast stage. We're still waiting to hear back about that. And then this is uh, hopefully the week that we will hear back about whether we have press passes for Comic Con. So. If we do, we will bring you many interviews with people and things. Um, It's it's our first year being Comic-Con, if we do get the press passes, so I wouldn't expect us to do, like, interviews with, I don't know, Stan Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were like, I wouldn't expect it to be good. No, no, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best interview ever. It just might be interviews with, say, the stars of Teen Wolf rather than, like... Hey, that's not bad. They're all hot. (laughs) Now we have to fight them. No, no, you don't. You sure? Because yeah. it would be kind of fun if I just dove over the table. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, like I'll just be sitting in a corner going. <laughs> you know, no, you know that, who, that's uh, only Gerard Butler. Oh God! You know who is on Teen Wolf? Ah, that I just found out. Johnny Cage is on Teen Wolf. He plays the sheriff because he's like old now. That's weird. We got to watch the show because yeah. he hasn't done anything since Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I went on his IMDb list and I was like, oh, you've literally done only direct to direct to DVD movies. You know, at least he's working. Yeah, that's true. And he was so good in Mortal Kombat. He really was. He was a perfect Johnny Cage. He was. Because he had that, like, swarm. Swarm? He was, he was. He was a, a horde of bees? Yeah. Was he, was I was just insects? dealing with bees. Okay. <laughs> in there. But those were ghost bees. No, they weren't. They were, like, little mechanized bullshit devices. So, um, you know, I'm playing the new Zelda. Well, sort of new uh link to the or a link between worlds the zelda 3ds game right now yeah and like all zelda games for the last like 10 or 15 years they've got that um you have uh, to go through the same tower no um they've got a uh guy who wants to become some sort of animal by dressing up that like that kind of animal in this case it's a person who wants to become bees and so you have to collect bees for him so you have to get an, he gives you a net and you have to find an empty bottle to collect bees in which screw you my bottle is only for fairies yeah. um, but he um, every now and then as you're walking through the world a bee will pop out of the bush for you to collect normally with things you're supposed to collect in these games like beetles and stuff if you don't um, collect it it just scuttles away no bees will follow you and attack you unless you kill them or collect them that's bullshit. It's ridiculous. So they're so tiny you can't see them. Uh. Oh, that's stupid. But I thought, honestly, like I thought the link between worlds was the one where you had to like go on walls and stuff. It to is, solve. yeah. And actually, it's a really cool puzzle mechanism. I, it's I've had a couple of times where I've been like, I can't go that way, and then searched for another hour, and then come back and been like, oh wait, I can just go into the wall and go that way. Like, iron yeah. bars now, I can, it, like, if a path is blocked, I just go into the wall and slide through the bars. Or, like, if there's a big gap, you don't need the hookshot. You just go into the wall, go across the gap, come out. It's, oh, but the hookshot's my favorite. Well, so I have the hookshot right now, because at the start of the game, every item in the game is available to you. You just have to buy Wait, them. What? Oh. So there's a, there's a guy in town who has a store, and the store sells the boomerang, the hookshot, ice rod, fire rod, everything you could need. But... They cost anywhere from 20 to 50 rupees to rent, and if you die, he takes everything away, and you have to go back and get them all again. So every... Wait a second. <laughs> so he, he gives you discounts depending on what item you're supposed to be using at the time, and uh, every dungeon has a sign at the front that's basically like, you will need this item for this dungeon. But I just bought everything because I have no intention of dying. <laughs> Because well, I already have like 800 rupees from walking around and clearing grass. Uh, duh, that's what you do. <sighs> and that's why they have the grass economy. <laughs> the grass economy. Could you imagine living in that world? Why are we sticking all of our money in the lawn outside? That's well, just how it's done. <laughs> but every day we come back and some kid has cut down all the grass and taken all the rupees. Yes, that is the way of things. No, if you are a good person, your rupees will be taken and be blessed. No! I just want to keep my money! <laughs> We're, we all serve the hero of time. Well, I could be the hero of time. No, no, you can't. Why not? I've got a green hood. You're not the hero of time. But but you're not eight years old. What? <laughs> this is bullshit. I hate this world. I'm going to go into a wall. Punk! I can't go into walls. 
That's because you're not the hero of time. <laughs> Although he's not the hero of time, like he's only the hero of time in Ocarina of Time, which makes me wonder, like you know, in Wind Waker, he was the hero of winds. In this game, is he the hero of walls? Yes. <laughs> yep. That's honestly, he kind of got the short end of the hero stick. Yeah. Being the hero of walls, but if you think about it, that would be a really cool power. Like, like we were at that New Year's party with all of my parents, like friends, and it would have been really awesome to just slink into a wall and just slink into a wall and like move around people. Because that's one thing I really dislike about cocktail parties. It's like no matter how big the house is, everyone just stands around the food, and like you when you're designing your floor plan for a cocktail party you want there to be good people flow but it's impossible because people Everyone will just stands around the food. literally just stand around the food well you remember when we used to play like D and stuff like that and we would order food and then everyone would just stand in the kitchen for the next hour and i'm like it's uncomfortable in here there's nowhere to sit what well, are you people doing and that's why we moved the table into the kitchen and then everyone wanted to stand in the living room then it was just like oh my god you people so much. <laughs> Stop standing. Adult parties are dumb. Like, if we had been throwing that party, there would have been video games and board games. There would have been board games. Everyone just stood around and stared at each other. And I was like, why is this fun for anyone? Speaking of which, the look that woman gave us when we accidentally stole her chairs was hilarious. I was just like, <laughs> we, wow. We came, into, we came into the room and there was a, an empty space on the couch enough for two people. So we both sat down and this woman walks up and just stares at us like daggers in, for coming from her yeah. eyes. We were like, is, is, that, is this your seat? And she was like, that's my husband you're sitting next to. We were like, we don't know. Wow. We've Sorry. We've never met you well, before. And, and also, like, here's the thing. On New Year's Eve, I jealously guarded Mike's uh, Margaritaville cabana chair. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to tell him about that later. I, I like jealously guarded it. At this party, the guy just kind of looked at us confused. Like, we. Well, we were the only one of only three people under the age of 62 there, so. That's true. But. Um, he may have just been confused by our youth. Yeah. And then he asked, <laughs> he was. They were kind of accusing us of, like, why were we there? They were like, so how do you know Sherry? And I was like, oh, my mom was part of the garden club with her? Oh. you know." And, and that I was, was like, the whole conversation. I was like, oh, they're finally going to talk to us about something instead of just blindly watching this football game. But no, they just wanted to watch the football game. Well, and, like, I was kind of eavesdropping on their conversation. <laughs> they mentioned nerds and knitting. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I wanted to join in, but I felt really awkward, so I just didn't. And I just sat there and watched. That was actually that. really funny about the party because usually I'm the antisocial one, and you're the like, let's just talk to people. And we got there, and you were like, I'm going to hide in the nearest corner. Call me when you're done talking to people. And I was like, but I have to be social. <laughs> I have to impress your parents. Well, I think that was the thing. Like, normally when I go to these parties, my my parents, like, drag me around and be like, this is my daughter, and they want to introduce me to everyone. My mom literally split. <laughs> she like, did. The and then, like, two hours later, she was in. like, are we going now? Yeah, no, we were literally there for, like, two hours on the dot. <laughs> and then she was like, I think we should leave. And I was like, oh, okay. okay Ma. So, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe she is embarrassed by me. But no, I don't know. I don't think she was embarrassed by you. I think she didn't want to talk to any of these people. Especially well, after they opened the party by insinuating that she'd killed your father. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> weird was and awkward. That was hilarious. 
Yeah. We, we got there, and the, uh, the apparently they haven't gone out to any of this lady's parties in a while, and and my and her dad hasn't been to the gym in a while, which is where he met the lady who was hosting the party. And so she opened the door, and she was like, oh, I haven't seen you for so long. I said to everyone, I thought she killed him. Yeah. And we were like, ha, 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 I'm going to go eat shrimp now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, so New Year's Eve in Vegas. Oh, yes. So we went was to... awesome. We, last, the last couple of years we've done New Year's Eve in Vegas, we've done the sit on the couch with one or both sets of parents and watch the ball drop on Times Square or whatever. Which is and bullshit. this year I said, we're not freaking doing that. We're this close to the strip. We're going to go, go down there. So her parents were nice enough to let us borrow the car and then take the bus down to the strip. Um, and it was actually really cool. Yeah, at literally yes. cool. It was like it was degrees. like thirty degrees. <laughs> which is um, weird. There was they were threatening that it was going to snow in Vegas, which would have been awesome, but it didn't. Unfortunately, no. I would have loved to take pictures of the strip all covered in snow. But like what they did is they closed down Las Vegas Boulevard, like the giant four lane interstate highway, essentially that yeah. goes through the strip to allow it to be a pedestrian area, and so. We get to the strip, and we we really like the south end of the strip with Excalibur and the MGM and Luxor, and um, apparently no one else does. Yeah. Because we get out of the Excalibur, and there is no one on the street. And there's, like, people are walking on the street, but there's only, like, 10 or 20 people, and so it literally looked like the walking dead. Like, we were walking around, and we're just like... We're going to get killed. This is the apocalypse. Yeah. I was just like, my genre savvy is kind of going crazy. So we walked all the way up the strip. We saw the Bellagio Fountains. We saw the Mirage Volcano. We saw the Venetian Crystal Tree, which was awesome. And then... It was I. <laughs> and then on our way back, we kind of look at each other and we're like, are you tired? I'm tired. And so we were like, we're just going to... Outside of Margaritaville, I don't know if you've ever been to the cheesy ask restaurants that are known as Margaritaville, but they always have these really comfortable lawn chairs. Um, and so we were like, we saw them just sort of sitting next to the door in a, at a casino, like a really yeah. weird spot. Yeah. And so we were like, we'll just sit down for five minutes. We two sat and a half there hours two later. Two and a half hours. <laughs> I don't know why time went so quickly. We weren't like reading or playing our DSs or anything. We were just kind of sitting there going, Ah. And we were just people watching, and it was great. Like We saw the best-dressed man in Vegas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was fabulous. Um, and he had, like, a whole entourage of excellently dressed individuals yes, for the New Year's. Yes, with their jackets. And there were some people who were dressed like... Hippies? Hippies, yeah. Super yeah. hippies, that's what it was. Super hippies. So, you know, I was like, more power to you. I love it. Yeah. Um, and, of course... Despite the 30-degree weather, we saw the skanks yep. walking down the street. And there was a man who apparently makes his money by paying people to kick him in the ball. Well, having people pay him to kick him in the balls in the strip. Yeah. He had My... a big sign that said, if you pay me $20, you can kick me in the balls. And if I flinch at all, you get $40. And there was no one taking up him up on it because I think we all looked at it and said, there's a trick to this. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and Mike really wanted to. But I was like, think of the karma points. I know. And also, he probably has a steel cup. He probably does. It would probably hurt my toe. Yeah, exactly. Or he just has balls that have been endured so much kicking that he no longer can feel pain. Yeah, exactly. 
What sort of person wakes up in the morning and thinks to themselves, I'm going to make a lot of money in, in Vegas by paying people to kick me in the nuts? Like, the one of the people at the party was saying that guy's been around for years. Like, how did he... Where did he... Like, what... I can't even imagine the line of... The thought process that leads you to, I want to get kicked in the nuts well, for a living. Well, I think it's one of those where... You don't really have prospects in life. <laughs> You know, and it's just kind of like, you you start by panhandling, most likely. Yeah. And then you're like, I need a gimmick to get more attention. Because the more attention I get, the more people will give me money. And then you kind of make that decision of, well, I probably shouldn't procreate. <laughs> so let's just so you're saying it's a layered decision first you must have no money second you must know you are not worthy of bearing children yes. <laughs> and then the line must not continue therefore give me twenty dollars <laughs> to kick me in the nuts watch he actually has like 15 kids or yeah. something like that <laughs> but overall very awesome totally recommend it yeah Actually, was people, not crowded. people keep saying like, oh man, it was crazy. It's crazy. And I'm like, there's literally like no one. Yeah. And I, I guess. Not no one. There was definitely like 350,000 people there, but there was room to move. We didn't feel yeah. crowded. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they closed down Las Vegas Boulevard, the 350 people could spread out. 350,000. 350. <laughs> 350 would be nobody. <laughs> that would definitely be a zombie apocalypse yeah. of Vegas. It would have been like, holy shit. Um. But uh, the 350,000 people could really spread out. And what's really cool is the fireworks show is the same everywhere on the strip. Yeah, it literally timed exactly the same. So you're, yeah. as you're looking around the strip, you're seeing the exact same fireworks show happening at the exact same time, which I thought was really freaking impressive. Well, and what I really liked about that is I didn't feel like, oh, I was missing MGM's fireworks or I was missing Excalibur's fireworks. You know, I was like... Oh, it's the exact same show, so therefore, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were right outside of Caesar's Palace, and the fireworks literally exploded in front of the building. <laughs> I know. They were going really low. I was I really wanted to be, like, inside the building and watch the, like, streams of fireworks come down. That would be so cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Or, you know, standing in my hotel room watching bits of fireworks smash themselves against my balcony doors going, I'm going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> they probably, like request people like not be in their rooms maybe at that time but so to be generous what were the best parts of 2014 why 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 are you looking at me because that's not that's not really a generous question that's more like a my mom question no 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 it's a generous question because he likes to drive the conversation he likes to force the conversation in certain directions so, as awkwardly as possible with no transition that does sound like generous yeah what was the best part of 2014 oh god there were so many Sacramento Comic Con happened in 2014 didn't it yeah yeah that was the best part having, having our first ever Ace of Geeks panel at an actual comic convention was pretty freaking awesome that was yeah Especially considering everything else that was going on that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Why uh, does everything happen at the same time? Yeah. Let's see. What was my best part of 2014? It was just a great year in general. Like, there were some hiccups, but, like, nothing uber major. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. So what are you looking forward 
in 2015. Well, I really, you know, it's... I think 2015, I've said before, is going to be the year of the Ace of Geeks. I think we're really going to take off this year. And I've got a couple of wheels in motion to make that happen. But, you know, I think... Yeah, thank you for knocking on wood there. Um, I think we've spent this year and the year before it kind of honing our craft and getting things ready. And now I think we've got enough dedicated staff and enough dedicated, like, fan base to really sort of push the whole thing forward. I mean, we've we've been receiving offers for people who want to acquire us and like you know which i'm not gonna it's not gonna happen we're gonna stay our own thing for as long as possible um mm-hmm. unless i don't know somebody comes to us with something like here's a ton of money to keep doing yeah. exactly what you're doing then you know that i was about to say like until someone can pay you yeah which hopefully is another thing that will happen this year i mean we the one thing that hasn't happened yet is uh we haven't managed to uh turn all of this effort into anything that resembles a profit, but I don't think that would happen for another, I mean, you know, Chris has been doing his blog for like five years, and he's just now starting to get the kind of money that allows him to not be on the ordering the dollar menu. Um, yeah. What we just really need is, you know, to start picking up things like more sponsorships and getting our Patreon running, and by the way, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Did you know Audible.com is a place where you can get hundreds of thousands of ebooks for free with your subscription? No you can, way! You can go to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks right now to sign up for a free trial. <laughs> you know what audiobooks are really good for? Listening to while you're driving down to really awesome geeky things like, like Comic-Con. Comic-Con. You should get tons of audiobooks from audible.com. You can get, I'm pretty sure, the entire Lord of the Rings there. You can get um, right. Game of Thrones. You could get this book, I hope, that I'm reading right now, which is uh, Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb, which I really was worried about when I bought, and this turned out to be a really, really, really engrossing book. It's about court politics. It shouldn't be engrossing. It's about being a child growing up in a really intrigue-heavy court, and it's super interesting. Whoa. Yeah. Who are you? What have you done? I know. I know. But, um... I would say one of the biggest surprises of 2014 is how much I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Because... Well, that wasn't so much a surprise for me because the source material was so good. Yeah, but Um, see, I had never read the source material, and I was like, there's a raccoon in a tree. Okay. I am good. And, like, just the fact that the movie was just so good. It kind of reminded me of... Like, the way I felt watching Guardians of the Galaxy was the way I felt watching the rebooted Star Trek, the first rebooted yeah. Star Trek movie, where I was just like, oh my god, this is perfect, you know? Yeah, well, this has been the year that Marvel has really put out their best stuff, which makes me really excited yeah. for next year, because after the Avengers, everybody was like, okay, there's going to be a couple filler movies, and like, the Thor The Dark World was kind of a filler movie, and then yeah. Winter Soldier came out, and everyone was like, oh my god! And then yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy came out and everyone was like, oh my god! And I mean, a lot of people are are like shocked that Marvel has this plan. And I'm like, this is what happens when you have a comic book company making their own, making movies. Their own movies. Because they're used to planning storylines yeah. and taking seemingly divergent and completely separate stories and being like, no, they're all part of the the same universe, and so we need to make sure that all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. So 
it's not totally freaking weird. Yeah, and I mean, you what know? Kevin Feige has done that is so smart is he saw, the, he's taking the long burn. So, like, he saw the thread from the first Iron Man that excited so many people. And what he could have done is he could have followed Iron Man immediately up with an Avengers movie and then tried to spin off like DC is doing Justice League. But he gave every character their time to shine. He built, he hired the right people to make Avengers something really interesting. Yeah. Um, and he's, that, that whole company has just been consistently very smart with the people they hire. Like, the Russo brothers, before they directed Winter Soldier, had really only directed, like, some episodes of Community. Yeah. And... They gave them one of their biggest properties, and they knocked it out of the park, and now they're directing Avengers 3. Um, like, and Ke- James Gunn, like, nobody in their right mind would have given anything, considering a large property, to the guy who had directed Slither and Super. But he... Really? Fr- yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which makes me kind of want to go back and watch those movies, because we haven't seen them, but I, I hear they're really good. Um, and he freaking knocked it out of the park. They're they're just they're really smart about tying things together, about finding the right threads. Like Dave's gotten talked in an interview about how hard it was to write that one Thanos scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. And the reason it was so hard to write it for him was because he had to tie his movie into the rest of the universe, leave some threads dangling, but not really Too move funny. anything forward in his own movie. Yeah. <laughs> and making people do that as hard as it is for them is really smart because it brings out this whole connected universe that just continues building anticipation for your next movie and your next movie so that when Infinity War finally rolls around everybody's just going to be like flipping their shit and I'm really hoping because Infinity War is a two part movie we're going to end up with the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe involved not just the Avengers but we'll see well they'd have to I'm sorry like if it was just the Avengers I'd be like Fucking really? You guys are unstoppable. Like, yeah. there's n- nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Literally nothing. And so, because, like, the Infinity Gauntlet, it's just, like, the stakes have been raised so high with that. Yeah. That it's gonna take the entire universe. In the original miniseries, Thanos actually kills a third of the people in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> they might do that. They might. You never know. Yeah. But also, like, I think what's really interesting is the people who are writing the movies now for Marvel have been fans, I feel like have been fans of the properties that they're writing since they were, like, kids. So that's why it's so good. And they're hiring people who, like, know the properties. They're not just taking, like, you know... Aaron Sorkin because he's a great writer. They're they're finding. <laughs> Could people... you imagine an Aaron Sorkin Marvel movie? <laughs> there would be so much walking and talking. But you know what I mean, like. But I would actually. I, I would never want it to exist. But I would still pay good money to see an Aaron Sorkin Captain America movie, just because it, the entire thing would be Captain America walking around Washington D.C. complaining about things in Aaron Sorkin's voice. <laughs> yeah, that's very much. Actually, of all the properties, I think. Captain America would be the best one for Aaron Sorkin because yeah. he could like tie in all the politics. Yeah, but then he yeah. would be like, at some, the people would read the first draft and be like, Sorkin, at what point is somebody going to punch someone else? And he'd be like, that's not a part of my movie making. <laughs> it's all about me expressing my ideas through Mary Sue characters. <laughs> I can do nothing else. Yeah, I know. Oh my but yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, yeah, I'm I'm really and I'm excited for next year too because next year 
is once again one of those like it's besides the Avengers, we've got Ant Man coming out, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, Ant Man is going to be the movie where they finally fail." And then if Ant Man turns out to be good, then who the hell knows what's next? Yeah. Although I'm still really, really disappointed that Edgar Wright is not directing Ant Man because that would have been such what a good movie. What happens with that? Because I thought it was like pretty solid, and then what it seems to have been is that. Edgar Wright's style wouldn't have fit in with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because his movies are very different looking yeah. and feeling. And I think people were really worried about that and then he didn't want to change his style to fit their style, which I wouldn't either if I was him. His style is so freaking good. Yeah. So I think that's where the mutual parting of ways came from. That's really too bad because it almost might have been... Like, the thing is, he has such a following that that might have been what they needed yeah. for that. I don't know. We'll see. It's got a good cast with Paul Rudd and Michael... What's his name? Um, I don't not know. Michael Keaton, but Michael Caine. The other Michael. Old guy. Married Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Thank you. I was like... <laughs> oh, I about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... It's pretty, it's going to be pretty exciting to see what happens. And like, um, we still need to see The Hobbit, so no spoilers, peeps. Yeah, sorry guys, we but, haven't seen it yet. We will we will talk about it as soon as we see it, which we should be doing on Sunday now. But, but we'll also, this was a year of a lot of endings, because the Middle Earth series, series ended. ended, the um, Hunger Games series ended. Well, it hasn't yet. They've only done the, fir- the first part. Oh, never mind. Movie. I totally lied. Was, why would you drag that book into two parts? That book is so bad. <laughs> ah! Also, that's the thing. Like, please, Hollywood, stop breaking books up into two movies. Unless it makes sense. It made sense for Harry Potter because A, the last book was so freaking long, and B, they'd forgotten so many plot points they needed to reintroduce by cutting them out of the other books. Yeah. I mean, if, if you watch Deathly Hollows Part 1, it's basically like, hey, remember all those characters that we haven't like touched on forever? Here they are again. Oh, wait, they died. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it just... Ugh, and then upset me. Yeah, but then like Breaking Dawn, not a long enough book to be two parts. No, and Mockingjay, not a long enough book to be two parts. Like The Hobbit, not a long enough book to be three parts. I understand what I what Jackson was doing and why he was tying in all the Silmarillion stuff, but he really wanted to make two movies, which would have been fine. The studio was like, no, it must be another trilogy, which has led to a lot of padding, unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean like. There it's good were, padding, but it's padding. Like, one of the pieces of padding that I absolutely adored is the mental conversation between Gandalf and Galadriel. Like, <laughs> yes, I think I mentioned it, awesome. like, every time we talk about The Hobbit, but, like... <laughs> Sauron's talking, and the kids just ignore him so they can flirt in their minds. <laughs> I just love it so much. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. It's just... it. Little moments like that just make me happy. Yeah. Um, Speaking of um, padding that ended up being very good, um, one of my favorite bits of 2014 was the uh, little filler quest in between the two major story arcs of Sword Art Online 2 this year. Oh my Which, god, by the are way, you talking Art... about Sleeping Night? No, Sleeping uh, Night was the second story arc. I'm talking about the Excalibur arc in the middle. It was just yeah. like, we need to fill three or four episodes. Let's have the gang go on a fun adventure. <laughs> yeah, let's go have them find, oh, I don't know, Excalibur. Sure, why not? <laughs> No, Sleeping Nights, um, if you guys haven't watched Sword Art Online, um, you should, but a lot of Warning. people were mad about it in the first arc, because the first series of Sword Art Online 
established this character named Asuna, who's this really, really independent, awesome, ass-kicking swordswoman who spends the second half of the season being kidnapped, tortured, and generally useless. Yeah. And they actually spend a whole arc in this second series, A, developing her character, but B, explaining why she was like that and why all of that happened to her. And it was really, really good and really, really sad. Yeah. Warning. It will make you ugly cry. We, yeah, we ugly cried a few times during that <laughs> like, series. Quite a bit. And, I mean... One of those things where we were like, I'm crying so hard I can't see the TV, but it's subtitled, so I have to read it. Oh, God, what do we do? Yeah, I mean, like, I think... I think the only thing that... The only animated thing that has ever made me feel the feels of the Sleeping Night arc was Tales of Bossing Say. Yes. Similar feels. That is... You're just like, oh, everything's happy. My guts and my heart are over there. Oh, God, I'm dying. Yeah. But it's really, really good. And it was really nice. I feel like they haven't really addressed fully uh, Asana's arc. Asuna, uh, whatever, her name. I feel like they haven't really addressed her arc completely. No, but they've give, actually at least given her some time to be more than just Kirito's wife. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and they went a long way to showing that the two of them take care of each other rather than her take care of each Yeah, and well, and I really liked that, you know, Kirito allowed her to do this arc, but yet he was still supporting her when she needed him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm here too! I'm just in the back! It took me a little longer to get here. <laughs> oh, Klein. Oh, I love Klein. I'm glad he got more time in this second series. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sword Out Online finally got better. Yes. Um, the second, the sec- the whole second series is worth watching. The first arc we don't talk about a lot, but it's very good too. Um, introduces a really interesting new character who then unfortunately disappears for most of the second half. Um, but also... Uh, it gets to show it's really terrifying at certain points in a good way yeah. like they have a, a villain that you're really frightened of for the first time in a while which is great yeah but it's just such a great series like yeah. i really like it and i hope they do a third one i'm sure they will because sure she's written will. a ton more books in that world so well and also like it's so popular yeah it's like ridiculously popular so um here's hoping yeah if you haven't, I think the whole thing's on Hulu. If not, the whole thing is definitely on Crunchyroll. So just go watch it. It's, they're actually divided up into two different shows. So it's like Sword Art Online and then Sword Art Online 2. So yeah. just find them all. Watch them all. It's worth it. Go yeah. do it. Why are you still sitting here? Wait, listen to the end of the podcast first. Don't leave. No! <laughs> it's all good. It's um, not all good. So Don't see. leave. Um, um, so the other thing we did, speaking of sword fighting... Last night was we went to go see um, Vegas's version of Medieval Times, which is uh, so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's, what's it called again? A Tournament of Kings. Yes, um, oh, which is yeah. exactly what it sounds like on the tin. It's it's literally it's literally Medieval Times. If you've seen Medieval Times, you've seen a poorer version of the show. But because Ve- it's Vegas and they have um, the they don't have to tour and they have like a single space to do it, you get better sword fighting. I would say better effects. There's like flamethrowers and stuff. It's definitely was written in the early to mid '90s, so there's still a lot of cheesy stuff to it. At least they finally <laughs> got rid of the dancing dwarf. Yeah, um, but that's true. They um uh like there's whole sing along sections with the audience, which <laughs> worked pretty well in the '90s. I imagine and today the audience is like, I'm not singing. 
get back to fighting. Of course, though, Mike and I oh, yeah. were like, is it good? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. Is it bad? No, no, no. no, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no. it's cheesy as hell, but it's fun. Um, yeah. And, of course, led to <laughs> probably the funniest moment. So, okay, throughout the entire show... There's this guy who's wandering around who's clearly only there to be there and be shirtless. He's the sort of gentleman who, um, if he was a professional wrestler, they'd be billing him as, like, seven foot feet tall and 350 pounds. He's probably, like, 6'5", and just, like, built out built. with muscle yeah. after muscle. He's, like, the most badass-looking dude he on the court. He has Fabio hair, yes. but it's black and a very good-looking gentleman. Yes, and very intimidating. And they get to the end of the show where they're... they're introducing the entire cast and he stands out there with his three or four less impressive shirtless co-workers um <laughs> and they're introducing everyone's name and they're like and thank you to anthony and anthony raises his hand and preston and preston raises his hand and timothy and timothy raises his hand and they go and jim <laughs> and the guy raises his hand like he's just won the he moment. was like this is my moment <laughs> like I, it was just it was just after amazing. all the build-up and oh my god it was one of the funniest that we nearly fell out of our chairs laughing and i feel bad because i think he hurt us <laughs> but i mean honestly of all of the shirtless co-workers he was the one that like commanded attention he did so so good for you, know, you jim. it was just like well done jim well, well done. done um but yeah oh. i think i think he has literally been working the tournament of kings since the whole time we've, we've gone to vegas and we've like, been going for like six seven or eight years now yeah and hey if it makes enough and yeah. like what i love about that so the shirtless guys start out in like pants right and then when they get to the coronation, they're literally in loincloths. But they add a festive cape to show that they're in their, like, courtly attire. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, you have less covering? Uh, the women on the show are wearing more than those guys. Yeah. And I'm like, what sort of court is Arthur running here? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, another ending to a series that we uh saw was the last night of the museum oh yeah we did and i know um speaking of ugly crying jesus it, it's, yeah. it's the final movie in the series so they spend a good deal of time saying goodbye to robin williams's character several times which then of course caused all of us to just double over into hot wet tears of sadness but it was a good way yeah like, basically it was just it was kind of him being like you know it's okay yeah like you have to let go sometimes and like you know it's it's all good yeah and it's it was a, such an enjoyable movie it was the whole series has been really enjoyable i know a lot of people who really hate night at the museum and i don't ever understand why cuz they're just really fun family they're movies fun. like they i mean they're not going to change the world they're not no. the avengers but they're you know if you need to see a movie with your parents it's a good choice and you'll enjoy or yourself or see a movie with like your younger cousins or something like yeah. that everyone will have a good time and like <laughs> oh you're jewish we love the jews <laughs> oh, God. okay we're giving away a, pl a joke here but they we run into to. ben kingsley who plays an ancient egyptian pharaoh and he reveals that Ben Stiller is Jewish, and the line is, Oh, you're Jewish? We love the Jews. We own 20,000 of them. <laughs> and Ben Stiller has to carefully explain to the pharaohs that the Jews were miserable and tried to leave, and they are just very, Oh, we had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably the most edgy joke in the whole movie, but yeah. it's really funny. And now I've given away. So, 
Spoilers, yeah. I guess. Spoilers, awkward sauce, sorry. But, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, overall. Yeah. Great. It's a good movie. Stuff. Monkey pissed on things. <laughs> you can't. He must. <laughs> Very quotable lines, Yes, too. yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, so let's yeah. see. So that's, I don't know, it's kind of, what else <clears throat> happened in 2014 that we should be talking about? We, uh, we didn't go to Comic-Con. We went to Big Wow, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Big, Big Wow, for those of you guys who haven't been or haven't heard us talk about it on the podcast before, is pretty much the successor to what WonderCon used to be. It's like Comic-Con, but with a much more manageable crowd and, much, and a lot of interesting guests. And also, um, they really focus on cosplay, yeah. I feel, a lot. And, like, so my Snow White outfit from Once Upon a Time got, like, zero zero percent interest at Comic-Con, like... Zero, I think. Until I, you met people who actually knew the show and like right, knew the costume designers right. personally and told yeah. you that like oh, you okay. did as, as okay. good a job as the costume designer okay. on the show. Okay. okay, okay, sorry, I lied. But basically, <laughs> I had to go to a very targeted audience. Whereas in Big Wow, like literally, I walked in and within five minutes, a dude like ran across the room to take a picture with me, and I was like. Yeah. Oh my god, this is kind of awesome. She also got offers to be photographed in that costume, which, by the way, Mab, she still wants to do that. She's just too chicken shit to ask you, so if you're listening. (laughs) Now she's burying her head in my shoulder. Yes. But, um, yeah, so, let's see. I'm working on a Mother's Housen outfit. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to go to Celebration next year. I've never been to a Star Wars-centric convention, and it's the year that a new Star Wars movie comes out this year. That's what I was going to say. A new Star Wars movie comes out this year. Like, what? (laughs) But also, what I'm really excited about, and I'm I'm maybe building it up a little bit in my head, the trailer makes it feel like Star Wars. Like, it feels like Star Wars should be. Not that the, like, prequels weren't Star Wars, because I guess they were, technically. No, they... Okay, so, it's weird. You know what's weird? I find myself defending the prequels more and more now, and you know why? Because of the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. Like, that whole... I hated that whole era until the Clone Wars existed in it, and now when somebody's like, we need to erase that whole era, I'm like, please don't! <laughs> I love the Clone Wars so much, don't take it away from well, me. Well, but what I mean is, like, the movies themselves felt different, and I guess what it is is that... And it's kind of okay, because I was thinking about this. Like... The original trilogy, episodes four through six, um, they're they're a universe in war. So they are going to be a little bit more dingy and broken and old. Whereas the prequels are the universe before a galactic war. And we had to spend most of our time in the glittering centers of power as opposed to... Like, exactly. Like, we had spent the original trilogy in... Like, like Tatooine. Or, no, in, like, Coruscant, like the, you know, Emperor's Palace. It would have probably seemed very similar to the feel of the prequels. But yeah. the reason that Star Wars is so nice... is The original trilogy works so well is because you're seeing the people on the outside of that. Exactly. And by necessity for the story they were telling, the prequels had to be people on the inside... But nobody really wanted to see that, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there could have been... If it had been more like Clone Wars, yeah, the TV show, it would have been really good. But what it was is that 
George Lucas, bless his heart, was just trying to be like, this is what I see in my head for this universe. And what makes the original trilogy so good is that there were hints of that. It was the distant mountains, you know? And so you're like, I want to know what's over there. And in the prequels, I feel like he showed too much. Yeah. And he was like, look, we have CG technology that allows us to do all of this crap. And it just, it was cluttered and it just was too much. Yeah. Whereas... J.J. Abrams is bringing it back to the feel of the originals. and We hope. <laughs> oh, we hope. But, I mean, like, from what we've seen, they're using models. Yep. They're using practical backgrounds. They are. You know, like, And one of the I things that somebody note, pointed out to me, um, I think I read it in an article somewhere, but the, the trailer actually is focusing very hard on showing each of the characters completely alone like they're yeah. riding a speeder alone they're alone in the forest about to do a lightsaber fight or they're he's alone in the desert you know and so it's you one of the great things about the first star wars is the feeling of getting all of these disparate characters together into a like one big adventure whereas you know the prequels they all sort of started together yeah. and so it's it's nice to, it's gonna be nice to see that to like have different viewpoints and kind of collect them all into one major thing yeah i just really hope they're not I mean, I don't know. It could be good. But the rumors keep cropping up that the story is going to be about them finding Luke's severed hand and lightsaber in the desert from Cloud City. And I'm like, how would it get there? I just don't understand. Yeah. Well, it did fall off. Right, but Cloud City's above Bespin. The movie isn't taking place on Bespin. Bespin's not a sand city, sand planet. J.J. Abrams, you've been served. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like you could have get sucked up by galactic winds and carried to other planets. No. That's not how space no. works. I suppose if somebody had fired it from a Mass Effect gun, it might have eventually ruined someone's day! I showed my kids that when oh, we yeah? did Newton's Laws. Did you find, like, a censored version? Or? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, only one girl enjoyed it, because she was just like, I love Mass Effect. And I'm like, I know! And the rest of them were like... Why are we watching this? Philistines, everyone. I know. I'm slowly trying to turn them into nerds. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of weird. Well, no, it's funny because, you know, I go to your school and they always have all these projects up on the wall. And I can always tell which projects are done by your girls because it's like, you know, put your favorite hero. And for some girls, it's like, I don't know, uh, it's not Kim Kardashian, but it's like Taylor Swift. And then I see your girls ones and it's always like, us or not, or like somebody yeah. from like, you know, yeah. uh, or like fantasy, Zelda or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I'm just like, well I'm done. I'm so Chicken. proud. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited for Celebration and for the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, what else am I excited for in 2015? Well, there's Avengers, there's Ant-Man to be excited about. Batman vs. Superman is not for another year, which is fine. I wouldn't I give that I any money care. anyway. Uh, the only way I'll ever see that movie after Man of Steel is if I'm sneaking in to see it from some after, after paying my money to see something else. And since they yeah. finally... I don't know if you heard about this. Um, Batman vs. Superman put their um, release date sometime in May of 2016. And then Marvel just said, fine, we're releasing Captain America 3 that same weekend. And there was like <laughs> six months of both of them kind of steering each other. And then Batman vs. Superman moved their release date. And everyone was like, 
<laughs> talk about a line tail being, between your legs well but also talk about a line being drawn in the sand being yeah. like you really want to compete with us yeah try it see you what can. happens however i have to say like while i really like agents of shield mm-hmm. dc has better TV so right many but I don't understand how their TV can be so good and their movies can be so shitty. Well, it's different departments, and I think the TV people care more. I think uh, the movie oh, executives shit. at Warner Brothers um, have... Uh, do you need to pause it for a second? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, the movie executives at Warner Brothers um, have a uh, an idea of what makes a quote-unquote successful movie, and even though, like... Marvel keeps bucking that trend by doing the right thing. Um, DC just feels like like they're like, okay, well, the Batman movies were super successful, so everything has to be like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies now. And then we get Man of Steel, which is a freaking terrible movie. And then they're like, well, that movie made money, so even though it's been panned by everyone and their brother, we're so good to take down that vein and do everything the same way. And I don't know if it'll work out for them. I think a lot of nerds are going to run to see Batman versus Superman, but... I don't know that the general public is going to be rushing to the theater to see it. and Well, because, like, okay, your parents always kind of follow your opinions, yeah. mostly, but your dad tends to have his own opinions okay. on things, and he just, like, won't, you know, he won't talk to you if he disagrees yeah, yeah, yeah. with it, right? He saw Man of Steel... And he wouldn't talk to you for a while after it because he was afraid you liked it. And he hated, <laughs> hated it. that movie. And then, like, once you guys came to the dis- the conclusion that you both disliked it, you guys were able to talk about it. And, like... <laughs> that was a funny couple of months where he kept dancing around before I finally was like, that movie was terrible. And he was like, I know! <laughs> but, but... And the thing was, he disliked it for all the same reasons that we like it. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, your dad... Well, he is, you know, kind of a nerd. He's not... Not really. He's not really. My dad really. likes football he's, and, like... He's your typical mainstream adult male, yeah. I would say, in his interests. So, like, if you aren't pleasing dad... And you aren't pleasing me. And you aren't pleasing the nerds. You're pleasing no one. You're pleasing no one. And, like... And it's just... Oh, my God, that movie was just so out of character. But anyways, we're not... Well, we can bitch about it a little, but I, I'm... I'm interested to see, like, every time their company opens their mouths, I kind of go, what? Like, what if we found out that the Wonder Woman movie, even when they had a director and a star, didn't necessarily have a green light yet, and, like, they'd written six different scripts for it before they were deciding on which one to go with, and, like, I don't know that the world... (sighs) I love Jason Momoa. I love him to death. One of my favorite people. Still don't know that the world is is in need of two Aquaman movies. Two? Yeah, I don't know that people can rush out and see that. I don't know that people are gonna rush out and see a cyborg movie. Like, no. Guardians of the Galaxy had the pedigree of Marvel behind it before it started moving tickets. Ant Man will have the same thing. I I don't know, man. Well, and also, I'm I'm sorry, Aquaman's a ridiculous character. You could make a very interesting, like, under the sea, court intrigue movie with Aquaman, but I don't know what else you could do and I don't know how many people want to see under the sea Atlantean court intrigue <laughs> they made it like Game of Thrones-esque maybe but yeah. like but again like I 
I don't know. I almost feel like I would just go full camp with an Aquaman movie. <laughs> just full on camp. Apparently that's the plan for the Shazam movie, which I'm not opposed to. No. Well, because Shazam is just an amazing character. It should be. Like, that should be a fun kids movie. It should be a movie. kids like, movie. Yeah. It like a kids movie adult. with teeth. Like a, um, what's a good kids movie with teeth? Like a... Last Starfighter or, like, a, yeah, like, I a mean, never-ending story kind of I thing. I mean, the but. kid could actually be kind of dealing with, like, some crazy stuff. I mean, like, his parents are dead. Yeah. Right? Obviously. So that's already... The reason why I say obviously, like, DC, it's like either your parents are dead or missing. Yeah. You know, like, you have no parents. That's yeah. why you're a superhero. Um, and when your parents are alive and well, we rewrite the movies so they get eaten by a tornado. So. Also, super speed. Right? Super speed. Ah, uh, uh, so do I. We, I wish we had had our thumbs up, thumbs down signal. Like, for, oh wait, but we were seeing it with friends, so we yeah. couldn't exactly like just walk out. Yeah. Um, but, ugh, horrible, 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 horrible. But, um, Here's hoping yeah. Wonder Woman movie is good because what we need is a really good Wonder Woman movie, especially oh, especially think... since Marvel is going to come out with a really really good Captain Marvel movie, and if Wonder Woman can't show up to that, then oh my god, I don't know. Well, and also like that will push DC slightly ahead with certain crowds if they do it well, if they make. A movie about a kick-ass woman and it's not about a man <laughs> you know like basically they have to have a wonder woman movie pass whatever that stupid feminism test is the oh, national God, like, test whatever you know what i realized the other day um what movie was it that we were watching oh night at the museum three passed the blackdale test even though the only female character in the movie has oh the only, not the only but one of only two female characters the only female on the main team um, which is Sacagawea has only two lines of dialogue because they're not about a man the movie passes the test no wait she never talks to another woman it fails the test no, yeah no. it fails the test I'm sorry and then like um, Fat Amy is all about the man <laughs> Rebel Wilson yes Rebel I know Wilson. sorry that's, that is her that... character's name in Pitch Perfect you're correct sorry sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> But no, like the Wonder Woman movie, they they have to do it well, and I think that's why they're like freaking out because of this like climate of hyper political correctness and uber feminism. They're so afraid they're gonna piss people off. Yeah. And it's just like no, just make a story about just Wonder Woman. remake the animated movie. The oh animated God, movie the was animated so movie good, was so good and so perfect. That script was perfect. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's in your wheelhouse, so can't, don't you own the rights to can't, it? Can't just you just translate that? Yeah. None of us will care. No. It was a really good movie. Yeah. No, they're going to make a dark and gritty movie because they only like dark and gritty movies. <sighs> Thank God the Marvel comics kind of got out of the dark and gritty feel. Some of them, but yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, for a while, yeah. I was like, no, if I had a kid, I would not let them pick up any yeah. comic book, because, like, it's just too dark. Yeah. Oh, so did I tell you the newest, um, I don't know why this reminded me of this, but um, uh, Marvel just did a really big change to the Scarlet Witch that you might be interested in. 
Um, so they had this um, uh, miniseries called um, Axis, where something happened, I'm not sure because I haven't read it, um, that turned <laughs> a lot of the um, evil, evil people in Marvel Universe good and vice versa. So Scarlet Witch turned evil for a little while. Um, well, met, she was kind of always on the fence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she got so pissed off at um, Quicksilver and Magneto for trying to uh, like stop her that she cast a spell that would basically either really wound or kill people of her bloodline. Quicksilver got affected. Magneto wasn't. <laughs> so <laughs> they're thinking now because... Um, Marvel's bringing in the Inhumans, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witcher in the next big Avengers movie, that they're um, changing them from mutants to Inhumans and making them not related to Magneto at all. Uh, which could be really interesting. Ooh, that's going to be an awkward Sunday family dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said you're my dad. Well, I... I thought uh, I was, but I just got retconned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, um... Yeah. The, so, the, the, other, the other really interesting thing that came out of that series was that um, they, uh, when the everything got fixed, um, uh, Tony Stark put up a shield to protect himself from it. There were a couple of other people were caught in, so Iron Man stayed evil, but Sabretooth stayed good. So <laughs> Wolverine is dead should be really interesting. Well, wait, Wolverine's dead? Oh yeah, Wolverine's dead. Like dead, 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 dead. dead. He lost his healing factor. Uh, he went and found um, the. Uh, um, like Weapon X program was trying to start up again, and so he went after them to Did stop them. Did they not learn? Yeah, and so in order to save the people they were experimenting on, he basically stuck his claws into a vat of molten adamantium, and it flowed over him and hardened. So he's dead and trapped in a block of adamantium that no one can cut open. He's just trapped. <laughs> they, I'm sure they wrote it that way so they could get him out of there eventually when they want to. But... Exactly, because I'm like. They're going to leave him dead for a little while. Well, okay, here's my thing, though. If it was molten and no one could cut him out, they could just melt it. But he would still be, like... Yeah, but then at least, like, you would take the body out or the ashes. I don't know how you melt adamantium. It may have a really high melting point. I'm sure you get pyro or, um... um, What's his name? Uh, (laughs) Sunfire over there to take care of it, though. (laughs) That would be, like, the shittiest job ever. You're just like... This sucks. Mm. When they so. said, join the X-Men, they said. See the world, they said. <laughs> and then Jubilee is like, oh, don't even. Don't even. You want to prep the you infirmary? Don't even this know. is how you prep the infirmary. They made me a vampire, so I would be more interesting. <laughs> you don't even know the struggles. <laughs> that neck looks amazing. I mean... <laughs> Keep doing your job. I'm just watching you. Hungrily from over here. Flesh. They, they're gonna allow me to bite you if you stop, you know. Melting Wolverine out. Melting Wolverine out. Oh, you gotta plug in your DS. It's dying. Oh no. What will you do? Where will you go? I'm just gonna let it die. Are you saved? Yeah. Will you lose all your progress against ghosts? I I just died. So you'll definitely lose all your progress because you already have. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do no more movies. No. I didn't get to the mummies this time around. Wait, what? But you beat the mummies. No, I beat the mummies. Now I'm on the boss fight. Oh, which which will eventually summon mummies. Yeah, because it's on a fucking clock face. And so every hour, a new type of ghost pops out. 
And so you're fighting 12 different types of ghosts. That's ludicrous. Which is stupid. It's gotta be like the final boss fight though, right? No, there's still one more piece. Ooh. So, it's bullshit and I'm just walking away. I'm sorry. Yeah. So where are we at? We're like at an hour. Okay. I think we can probably... Because I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. We should definitely have some breakfast. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in this morning. And as always, we say hello and welcome to the Ace of Kings podcast. I like watching how much the uh, the waveform jumped when I did that. <laughs> um, so. If you uh, want to email us, Jairus, how would they do that? At A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks podcasting. At gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Ace of Geeks podcast. Twitter at Ace of Geeks. Aceofgeeks.tumblr.com. We're on Instagram now, which you, where you can go to see all of our adventures from the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Las Vegas. That's Ace of Geeks on Instagram. Um, and we're... Anywhere else that I'm not thinking of? Um, you said Twitter. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. I think that's it. And of course, go to our website, aceofgeekspodcast.com, and our blog, aceofgeeks.blogspot.com. Ooh, and when is the new website going to launch? Never. Okay, anyway, sorry. My bad. (laughs) There is no new website. We're not working on anything. There's no surprises coming in 2015. Sorry. It's okay. No one listens as far as the podcast anyway. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone who was involved in making today's podcast possible, which is, of course, mailing myself... And Jim! <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.